But I think about the Lord How He saved me How He raised me How He filled me With the Holy Ghost How He healed me To the utmost When I think about the Lord How He picked me up And turned me around How He placed my feet On solid ground it makes me want to shout, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, Lord you're worthy of all of the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise. It makes me want to shout, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, Lord you're worthy of all of the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise. When I think about the Lord, how He saved me, how He raised me, how He filled me with the Holy Ghost, how He healed me to the utmost. When I think about the Lord, how He picked me up and turned me around, how He placed my feet on solid ground. It makes me want to shout, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, the Lord you're worthy of all of the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise. It makes me want to shout, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, the Lord you're worthy of all of the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise. Would let's all stand. We're going to turn the service right to Brother Looper. Let's help him preach this morning. Brother Looper.
Cooper's family, good to have them in church this morning. And uh, I believe I've seen uh, Justin and his son here. Good to see them in the house of the Lord. And uh, good to see Josh and his family here today. And uh, it's just good to see everyone that should be here. And it'd be good to see a lot of those that should be here that's not here this morning. And uh, a world of sickness going on. And uh, we want to thank God that uh, we are doing better in uh, the Looper Valley out there. And uh, we're doing a lot better. And uh, thank God for that. I got sick coming home or after I got home from youth camp. And uh, then my wife got sick and Tony got sick and Terry got sick. The only one left standing is, is Tiffany. And I think she's too mean to get sick. But uh, anyway... We're uh, thankful that the Lord has touched us and we are doing better. And a lot of people under the weather this morning, a lot of people getting that last, last summer vacation in. And I certainly don't blame them for that. Brother and Sister Duplissy's out of town preaching this weekend. And uh, out in Las Vegas, we ask the Lord to bless them today and help them and keep them safe uh, on their journey back home. Miss them when they're not here, and uh, but I am glad. I am glad for every opportunity that I get to come to the house of the Lord, and to worship Him and to praise Him. Little uh, different, I guess. Little different atmosphere this morning. Kind of uh, um, smaller crowd, so it's quieter than normal. And uh, I do have a little different uh, message for you today. And uh, I might even be a little quieter than normal, I don't know. But I feel um, more in kind of a teaching mode this morning. But I want to do my part uh, to give to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart. And uh, saying that, that does not say that God did not give me a message for the church. I feel like the Lord has given me a message for us all today. And um, I want to try my best to deliver to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart. In prayer this week, I've been uh, very concerned and, and uh, very stirred up about uh, many, many things and many different avenues, um, but mainly about uh, world events has kind of grasped my attention, and uh, so I've been doing a lot of uh, reading about that, a lot of listening uh, to the radio about things that is going on, and uh, I find it uh, very disturbing, and then I find it very encouraging, and uh, I find it disturbing to see where we are as, uh, as we look at the entire world, then I find it very encouraging to look at where it's going to get us to, and um, we are, we are definitely living in the last days. Amen. Amen. If you don't agree with that, and if you don't see it that way, I hope today after I get through that you can see something uh, that would prompt you in the direction that you would see that we are living in the last days. And uh, how long is the last days going to last? I, I don't know. And uh, when is the Lord coming back for His church? I don't know. I do know that the Lord comes back for someone about probably about every second of every day. 
But when is he going to make his glorious appearing? I don't know, and I didn't come to set dates on that today, but I did come to share with you some things that are going on that are leading to the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is not something that should scare us. It's something that should encourage us. And uh, I, um, I want us all to uh, look at our Bibles together this morning. And uh, I want us all to read together. You can remain seated because it is a lengthy reading. And I want you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. And although I will be going a little slower than normal and uh, all of that, uh, taking all that into consideration, I will be conscious of the time and um, I, I will be watching uh, the clock here. And so you don't even have to worry about watching it. I got it under control. And so you don't have to pay any attention to that, but pay attention to the Word of God. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 24. If you do not have your Bible, if you have your phone that has a Bible program on it, turn to Matthew chapter 24. If you do not have either of those or any kind of device that would have uh, the Bible on it, set next to someone that has a Bible. I want everyone that possibly can to be looking at a Bible this morning. I know this is very unusual, and uh, especially for Sunday morning, uh, that we would go and I would want you so desperately to look in to the Word of God this morning. But I do want you to pay close attention to what the Word of God has to say to us today. So we're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 24. I want, now, now Matthew chapter 24 is a long chapter. It's 51 verses. So we're going to have a lengthy Bible reading this morning. We're going to read 51 verses. And I want us to all read these 51 verses together. So everyone open your mouth. You say, oh man, I'm going to need a drink after that. Some of you can't sit through service without going out anyway, so I'm not concerned about that. But uh, Matthew chapter 24. Brother Allen has got a loud voice, so he's going to kind of lead us in this reading this morning. So uh, we want to all read along together with him. Go ahead, Brother Allen.
Praise God. Quite a lengthy reading. Now be honest with yourself and, and uh, don't answer this out loud, but how long has it been since you read that much of the Word? Okay, thank you. It's very important that we read the Word of God. And uh, I hope that you did not just go through this and not pay attention to what you were saying. I wanted you all to read it and uh, out loud speak it. That way you would know uh, what the Word of God says. This Matthew chapter 24 has been discussed. It has been the topic of discussion in many uh, biblical uh, discussions and uh, there's a lot of people that bring a lot of different avenues out of Matthew chapter 24 uh, there is different opinions on when and how and if the church is going through tribulation if the church is going through half of the tribulation or if the church is going to escape tribulation altogether I do have my opinion about that but I don't know for a fact. I have to be honest with you. There's a lot of prophecies that I'm still looking through a glass darkly at. And uh, I don't, they're not all have been revealed unto me. But when I look at Matthew chapter 24, I find that there are 24 prophecies that is made mention of 24 known prophecies of things that will happen prior to the coming of the Lord. And uh, when I look at these and all of these individual prophecies, I find that there is really only five that has not been fulfilled yet. And so that lets me know that we are getting extremely close. Now, in that being said, do I feel like that uh, the Lord cannot come back as I'm speaking? No, I don't feel that way. He can come back whenever He gets ready to come back. And I don't believe that any of us, because Matthew chapter 24 tells us that we don't know the day and we don't know the hour we don't know the time. The angels don't even know when He is coming back. But Jesus did not want us to be caught unaware. And let me make this statement before we go any further. Jesus does not want people to be lost. Jesus does not want people to be lost. That's the reason why he gives warning after warning after warning after warning trying to help us understand and realize, hey, there's areas of your life that you need to get pre prepared to meet him. Any time we look at Calvary, we know that Jesus does not want people to be lost. The innocent blood that was shed there for the remission of our sins. Allowing people to, to drive nails through his hands and his feet. Pierce him in the side with the spear. And place a crown of thorns on his head. And beat him unmercifully where he was not even 
recognizable. Any, any part of Calvary tells us that he went to great extremes where all of us could be saved. But, on the other hand, it's up to us to do something about it. Now, people can be lost and people will be lost. And at the end of Matthew chapter 24, we have him making reference to statistics. He said, there's one going to be taken and there's one going to be left. There's one going to be taken and there's one going to be left. There's one going to be taken, there's one going to be left. Now look around you. Look around you. Look. Don't be scared. Look around you. Look from side to side. Now, the odds, biblical odds, tell us that 50% today is going to be taken and 50% is going to be left. Now, I don't think that has to be the case here. But... Jesus is giving us instructions of how serious the moment is and how prepared we need to be for that great day. And then, with that thought in mind, let's go back over some things that are happening in our world today. The first thing that His disciples wanted to know is, give us some direction on when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming? And uh, the end of the world. The first thing that comes out of Jesus' mouth is, the first thing you need to look for is deception. Deception is definitely on the rampage today. People are being deceived on every hand. People are being fed a bill of goods. People are being told one thing when it's absolutely something else. People are being sold products by deception because they are being deceived. People paint things to be much better than what they really are. The second thing is false Christ. Now, there is no doubt that these two prophecies have already being fulfilled and they're being fulfilled in our midst today there's those who claim to be god that are not god some of the greatest are the fastest growing religions today are serving gods that are not gods mohammed buddha all of these fictitious Things that they call gods are not gods. False gods, false Christ shall arise. Now a lot of people look at this as being the Antichrist. And uh, I don't know if the Antichrist is in existence now or not. But I feel that we are nearing that time. But there is false gods that have arose on the scene. And then the third things are wars and rumors of wars. Anybody heard anything about war lately? Wars are going on right now. 
they're going on in the Middle East right now, which is one of the most critical places in the entire world. Our president is trying to talk to both sides. They're trying to talk in Russia, trying to get cooperation in Iraq, trying to get uh, people to work together all over the entire world that seems to fall apart. Just this weekend they signed a, a ceasefire agreement for 72 hours. I think that they agreed to uh, stop firing at one another. Hamas in Israel, that ceasefire was broken in a matter of seconds. When Hamas took and came in through one of the tunnels that they have entering into Israel's territory, come in and took a captive which they seem to think that he is dead now, killed two more Israeli soldiers. And then there are still those who are siding with that no, no other than a terrorist group against Israel. Now, the White House has been very vocal in siding with the terrorist group, Hamas, and against Israel. I was very uh, encouraged or really did not know what to, uh, uh, to take out of the press conference, I believe it was Friday, of the president who all of a sudden sided with Israel and uh, probably one, been one of the most positive statements in Israel's favor since he has been president for six years or so. And so you really don't know what side of the fence that the White House is on, but, but America has always been a strong supporter and a strong ally of Israel, which has been very important because this Bible still says that they are the chosen children of God. And he said, I'm going to bless who blesses you, and I'm going to curse who's cursing you. Now you can agree with that, or you can believe that or not, but that's still what the Bible says. Now, does he love them more than he loves us that are born again and called by his name? Absolutely not. We have been grafted in. We are the children of God. But there is a covenant that was made with Abraham a long time ago that God is still holding to that covenant. Then there shall be famines. Does anybody know in any part of the world today that they are stricken with famine? Famine? That we are trying to feed parts of the world today? So another prophecy that has already been fulfilled. Pestilence. The fifth thing is pestilence. Anybody know what pestilence are? It's not just insects. That's what a lot of people get out of pestilence. It's insects. We are infested with insects today also. But pestilence are diseases. Anybody heard anything about any diseases the last week? There's a very big outbreak of Ebola. A lot of people have never even heard about that. The only reason why I knew about it is my wife and I was traveling one time, probably, I don't know, close to 15 years ago, and we listened to a book about this terrible disease. 
and very little is known about it, but what we do know about it, it is very contagious, and um, it is a very fast working agent, and it destroys you very quickly. I think some thousand people that they know of is infected in three different countries, and already over 700 has died of this disease. Just yesterday, for the first time, someone that is sick from this disease was transported back to this country. So it's a first known case in America, and they have them in Atlanta right now trying to do research and trying to find some type of cure. For the life of me, I can't figure out why they brought them back. Why not do it over there? But they say, oh, don't worry about it. It can be contained. Although this was a medical doctor that contacted this disease. And he was well aware of what he was working with before he ever went over there. So it lets me know that there is room for spread of this terrible disease. There is pestilence. There shall be diseases. There shall be things that is happening that blows people's minds. A few years ago, the same way, I believe, pretty much the same way that AIDS was introduced to this country was by someone who was affected, infected with this disease. They brought them here to study it out to try to find a cure. So far, that's been uh, failed. So far, it's failed to happen to find a cure, but the disease has spread. Now, am I saying there's going to be a terrible outbreak of Ebola in America? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that these things are giving us indications that we are living in the last days, that we don't have much time left. Has anybody heard of any earthquakes that has happened in diverse places? That means in strange places. Anybody ever heard of tsunamis? Probably a little over 12 or 13 years ago, we didn't even know what that word was. When we seen it printed out, we didn't even know how to pronounce it. But now it has become a worldwide word. Tsunami, just an earthquake in the middle of the ocean that causes tidal waves that, that destroyed, I believe, in Thailand. How many was it? Over 100,000 people that they were able to, to know of certain, not knowing those who, who have never been found. Storms, earthquakes, earthquakes in Arkansas. Who ever heard of such? That was supposed to be reserved for California, out on the left coast. But earthquakes in direst places. Anti-Semitism. Hatred not only, and this is mainly reflected at the Jews, but the entire world is looking at Jews right now and saying, why can't you just make peace? Now look at this in... In reality, today,
People's got tunnels coming in to your territory. People setting off bombs in your state. And then you're supposed to be able to get along with that kind of atmosphere. For the world today, they would think that if we can get rid of Israel, that little place right there, we can have, we can have peace and we can have world peace. So there is, there is a goal to destroy them. But I want to tell you today, when you rise up against Israel, there's been known facts, even in our, our time, in our day, that they hear sounds and, and the enemy hears thunderings and the enemy hears warships and tanks that are not there because there is a higher power that is fighting on their side. Then the scripture says that you'll be hated by all men for what? My name's sake. Have you ever seen such a time as this where the name of Jesus is so offensive to people? Even in this country. Pray in the name of God. Pray in the name of the Lord. You can use our Father, our Savior, but... Don't use the name because that people will hate you because that you are called by His name. A few years ago, Brother Duplissy was asked and invited to come and pray at the legislature of the state of Texas. And so he, he uh, excitedly agreed to that. And then it came time a few days before they called and wanted a copy of his prayer. He said, well, I don't know what I'm going to pray. I'm just going to pray. They said, oh, no, you can't do that. We have to have a written copy submitted of what you're going to say when you get up there. He said, well, I've never written down a prayer, and I don't ever anticipate on writing down a prayer. I just pray. They said, well, we'll send you a guideline that you can go by. So things that you can and cannot say. You know one thing that you cannot say? You cannot say in the name of Jesus. That's in America. That's in the great state of Texas. You will be hated of all men for what? My name's sake. Does that not ring any bells today of what's going on in the world? Offenses will come. There's never been a time where the church of God has been attacked like it is being attacked today. The early church was persecuted. The early church was put to death. There are those who are being put to death today for His name's sake. Just, I think it was this week, someone was uh, transported from a Muslim country to America because they were trying to kill her because she would not denounce her faith in Jesus Christ. Just because we did not see people being killed and being murdered for this cause does not mean that it's not happening 
in the world today. There are modern day martyrs that is going on at this present time of people that are suffering for the cross of Jesus Christ. Offenses must come. You've been, you have been railed on. You've been made fun of. You've been ridiculed because of your faith and your commitment to God. The ninth thing is betrayals. Brother against brother. Sister against sister. Mother against mother. Friend against friend. Because when these things start happening, turmoil in the world starts happening, you'll find that people will turn against each other. People will hurt each other. People will betray each other. Then there is hatred against one another. The devil has stirred up hatred against each other. Fighting, bickering, complaining, backbiting. Also, not just in the world, it's a dog-eat-dog wor dog world that we are living in. That you step on whoever you have to to get to the top. Doesn't matter. Honesty and integrity does not mean anything anymore. If I had to cut your throat to get to where I want to go, it's go ahead, buddy. All is fair in love and war. Used to a person's handshake was their word, but there's no loyalty in the world that we live in today. Used to, people were loyal to each other. There's no loyal to each other anymore. Used to, people were loyal to a church. But there's no loyalty to a church anymore. I could say something to you today that would hurt your feelings and you wouldn't be back tonight. It's the world that we're living in. It's the age that we're living in. It's the time that we're living in. When used to, the preacher could get up and spit foam and spit, spit and cry and scream against sin that you're committing and you'd run to the altar. Now you, you'd get mad and just, I tell you what, I'd just quit paying my tithe down there. They're going to miss me when I'm gone. Somebody offends you, you won't be back. You see, what I'm trying to bring out to you today is the hour that we're living in, these prophecies are being fulfilled in our very midst today. Betrayals. Betrayals. You ever had anyone to betray you? You ever had anyone to say, I love you to your face and then cut your throat when you turn your back? We've all had that to happen. Because it's the world that we're living in. It's the time. It's the age that we're living in. Hatred. The devil has stirred up hatred in the world today. People will get mad at you on the highway and give you the dirty look and the dirty signs and scream obscenities at you for absolutely no reason. 
You don't even know what you did. But the world is full of hatred. People kill somebody and don't even know why they did it just because. Just because. Just because. People has killed a person and didn't even know who they were murdering just because. Hatred is on the rampage. Hatred, this world is full of hatred today. You can't even stop and help somebody on the side of the road any longer because you don't know if it's a trap for them to take your car, take your wallet, or take your life. When used to, the country was, man, we wouldn't dare leave somebody sitting on the side of the road. But now we say, brother, I can't help you. I'm sorry. I've got things I've got to do. I've got places I've got to go. I'm scared to stop, help you change a flat. I'm... Amen. Amen. I've stopped and tried to help people that I've seen in need and they were scared to death when I stopped to try to help them because they didn't know if I was going to help or hurt them because it's the time that we live it in, church. It's an evil time. It's, it's the end time. It's a, it's a time where hatred is on every corner. Don't get in my way. Don't disturb me. Don't make me upset. It's a, I got a short fuse. I got, oh man, it's, it's people's own edge. It's the signs of the time. False prophets shall arise. There's false prophets on every corner telling you. There's people that will tell you you don't have to have the Holy Ghost to be saved. There's people that will tell you there's no need to be baptized in Jesus' name to be saved. There's people that will tell you, oh, just, just smile and honk your horn and, and say, I love Jesus too, and that's all there is to salvation. There's false prophets on every corner. There's false prophets that come up with far-fetched ideas of when the Lord's coming back. They've got aliens and everything else that's telling them when the Lord's coming back. They got blood moons lined up to where blood's all over the place telling them when the Lord's coming back. They had 88 reasons why the Lord's coming back in 88. They had just a couple years ago on May such and such, the Lord is coming back. Sell your possessions, but give them to me. That makes a lot of sense. He wasn't going to need them. He is leaving too. False prophets on every corner. You can find a preacher that will tell you whatever you want to hear. Whatever flavor of the month that you want. You can find it and do whatever you want to do to be saved. But I'm here to tell you today. I'm not into false prophesying. I don't know the day and I don't know the hour, but I've got some signs here in the Word of God that lets us know, hey, we're getting very close to the coming of the Lord. <clears throat> Lawlessness abounding. Who cares about the law? Who cares about 
what the law says. Lawless world. A lawless society. It's against the law to smoke pot. It's against the law to have marijuana. But who cares what the law says? It's not hurting nobody. It's against the law to do this. But who cares what the law says? I'm a law unto myself. God's law said don't do it. But who cares what the preacher says? I'm a law unto myself. I'll do my own thing. I'll make my own way. The preacher is no more than just a hireling today. She don't think the preacher can hear from God. The world don't think they need a preacher. But I want to tell you today, if you want, if you want to make it from here to glory, you're still going to have to have a preacher in your life. I've got to have a preacher in my life. I got men that preach to me. We're living in the last days, church. These are some great indications that the Lord is soon to come back. Love decreasing. Oh, a world that's all about making love but not really loving. Take that whatever way you want it. A world that's all about free love but absolutely no love involved at all. We're living in the last days. The church better wake up and realize Man, there's too much at stake for us to get sidetracked on where we're going and where we're headed. We're living in the last days. Love decreasing means nothing. Word means nothing. A commitment means nothing. the last days that we're living in people breaking vows not staying with what they said they'd stay with not committing to what they said they would commit to but somebody better comes along and you just skip right out not providing for their family. The Bible still tells us that these are signs of the last days. Worse than an infidel. A man that will not provide. I want to tell you, young men, young ladies, you, got, you made a commitment. You made a commitment. I don't care if you're on the job. I don't care if you're where you're at, what you're doing at Walmart, at the mall. You made a commitment. I don't care if she told you I loved you this morning when you left or not. You made a commitment. I don't care if he said the right thing to you. You made a commitment.
Don't let the devil, don't let the devil come in and destroy what you've committed to. No, the world says it's okay, but it's still, it's still a sign of the end time of where this world is headed and what direction it's going. Love decreasing. But then this is something that's always caught my attention. Of a prophecy that has not yet been fulfilled. That just in the last few years, I feel like this one has been fulfilled too. The increasing of the gospel being spread. Never before in history has there been an opportunity for the gospel to cover the entire world until today. You can go to any country I've talked to different missionaries from different parts of the, the world. I've been to different countries myself. You can go to these different countries. They won't have a house to live in. They won't have an automobile to drive. They won't even have a job. But they'll have a phone that is connected to the internet. They won't even have electricity to charge their phone. But they'll come to town. They'll walk to town. They'll crawl to town. They'll get to the church. And when you get to the church, it looks like a charging center at the airport. Cell phones laid all over the walls trying to charge them up. Never before has it been available to us to preach the gospel to the entire world. But today, that prophecy has been fulfilled. And he says, immediately, I'm coming. Abomination of desolation. It's when the Antichrist stands up in the temple and stops the sacrifice. Offers an abomination in the temple. That one has not been fulfilled. The 16th prophecy, the Jewish nation fleeing to Judea. The new temple being erected. And great tribulation. Those are the ones that I still see that has not been fulfilled to this point. Martyrdom. Increasing of satanic powers. We've never seen such a spirit get a hold of our society such as glorifying demons. Even our kitty films. Glorifying satanic worship and satanic powers glorifying vampires satanic beings making it 
romantic, satanic powers, possession is on the rise. You don't play with these things. I was very disturbed this year. My family took a vacation to Disney World. And Disney World's always been about kids. And they have a new, I don't guess it's a new witch. It's an old witch that's been modified. I don't know if I can say the word right, Maleficent, something like that. I seen that and it blowed my mind. The satanic powers, having people floating through the air, mysteriously, pulling them by their hair and moving them around, changing them. biggest hits is how gruesome and vulgar and satanic actions that you can get makes big box office draws. It's a sign of the time. Signs of the time that we're living in. Don't feed your kids with that garbage. I, I just ask you that. That's you got sense enough to raise your children. but Don't feed them with garbage. Signs of the time. Surfeiting. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. What we have, what we possess. I know the hour's growing late and I'm getting close to being done. How much, just take us, for instance, just this local assembly. What do we put the most focus on? Is it the things of God or is it our pleasures? Nothing wrong with pleasures, but we must do all things in moderation. If something is going to suffer, and we wanted to go somewhere, would we miss a job, day's work, or would we just simply miss church? <laughs> well, and everybody knows I'm not against vacation. I love them. I do it. I think it's great family time. Moderation. If we feel that well, you know, I feel a little queasy this evening. I better stay home where I can go to work in the morning. Go to work in the morning where I can pay my bills, where I can have me more stuff surfeiting. Never before has Americans had more stuff. How I many has got more than one vehicle in you? in your driveway majority some of you I know you got more than one and didn't raise your hand anyway but that's okay we got more than one vehicle more than what we need 
I got more food in my house with still nothing to eat. I got more things. I used to love, man, I loved Academy and I loved Gander Mountain and I loved Bass Pro Shop and I loved Cabela's and I go in there and I look around and I walk around and I just hunt something to buy that I don't already have. I had to go up to Mott's and hunt for something up there, a knife that I don't already have because I've already pleasured myself with these things. Surfeiting riotous living. Then crimes, sex crimes that is committed. The 23rd thing. The more they try to feed vulgarity, the more it dominates people's lives. The internet is ruining, ruining, ruining people's lives and it will ruin yours too it leads to destruction does not lead to happiness but it leads to destruction And then the last thing, procrastination. And if we've ever been there before, Lord knows that we're there now. I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll, I'll do it some other time. I'll get right next week. I'll, I'll, just, I'll do something different next week. I'll, I'll make a change tomorrow. Next Sunday, maybe, maybe next month, next revival, I'm, I'm going to get in there, I'm going to make a change, I'm going to do some things different, I'm, I'm really going to buckle down, I'm really going really to get serious. That's a sign of the end time church. And I've brought all of these things to your attention. If they'd come get ready to play something, I'm about ready to quit. I've brought all of these things to your attention to try to help us to wake up and realize there's some things that we don't have time for. We don't have time for playing games. We don't have time for arguing, bickering, fussing, and fighting. We don't have time for marrying and giving in marriage. We don't have time looking for pleasures in this life because we are living in the greatest day of the church because we are, could possibly see Jesus Christ, our Savior and our God. 
and our king splitting the eastern skies and coming back to take his church out of this wicked and perverse world. I want to tell you, these things should not make us depressed. These things should not make us upset. But these things could make us realize, hey, that great day is coming. I don't know about you today, church, but I'm ready for him to come right now. I'm tired of living in this wicked world. Oh, that's pretty weak right there. Amen, that's pretty weak right there because we enjoy life and I enjoy life. But you know what? I'm to the place, God, if you want to come get me, come on. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to hear you say, well done. Enter in that good and faithful servant. So that's the reason why I'm not about to quit. That's the reason why I'm not about to get upset. That's the reason why I'm not about to bicker and fuss and fight with my neighbor. Amen. Life's too short. We're living in the last days. The Lord is coming back. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says that we are to comfort one another with these words. It said the way it was in the days of Noah. They were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage and knew not until the Lord came and the floodwaters took them all away. I'm giving us warning today. Don't get cold and indifferent with God. Oh, my Lord, don't allow the devil to deceive you. Don't allow the devil to make you just throw in the towel. No use to go back to the house of God. No use to be faithful to the house of God. If somebody's listening to me sitting home this morning, get to church. Get back to church. If you're not where you need to be with God, get right with God. Get right with God. Don't die lost. Don't go to hell. Don't let him come and catch you unprepared. Oh, hallelujah. The signs of the time are pointing to the coming of my God. Oh, the signs of the time. I used to hear them preach when I was a kid. And I'd get scared when I'd hear them tell about the blue, the moon turning to blood. And, and all of a sudden you're going to see out your bedroom window the Lord coming back. And I'd be scared. I tell you, man, sometimes that moon gets red. And I can remember as a young child, amen, I'd look out the window and I'd say, oh, my Lord. God help us and I'd run to my mom and daddy's bedroom and I'd climb up in the bed and I'd say I'm not ready why are you in here I just seen something that scared me amen but now when I look at the signs of the time I say God I'm ready God I'm ready God I'm ready come back I find joy in knowing that he's coming back for me I find joy in knowing that he's going to take his church home 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what breaks my heart, what tears me apart, what gets me right here is as close as we are. And all the things that I've read this morning about how close we are to the Lord coming, there's still people sitting under the sound of my voice and members of this congregation that may not be here today. That's cold. That's indifferent with God. That thoughts of quitting is going through your mind. Anger against your brother or your sister is going through your heart right now. Bickering and backbiting. Anger in your home, fighting in your home is going on right now when the church needs to be out witnessing. Hey, you know what's going to happen? The Lord's coming back. Man, you need to go to church with me. You need to come to church with me. But no. Oh, I want God to stir somebody this morning. To know... That when I hear him say, well done, there's people that I love, people that I've preached to, people that I've prayed for, people that I've cried over. That may be holding my hand when God calls me away. And I feel their fingers slip from my grasp. Because you are not ready. Even though you see the signs of the time. You can go out and see the leaves falling in a month or so. And get up to the cool morning and say, the season's changing. But you cannot discern the season that you're living in right now. It's winter time. My trigger finger's getting a little active on me. Oh man, I can't wait to sit in that deer stand and see the leaves turning. I know the big bucks is going to be running across the woods because I can see the signs of the time. But when we looked at the signs that we, what we read this morning, still we leave here with a smirk on our face and hardness in our hearts. If you're waiting on me to get done this morning, I'm done. Comfort one another with these words. 
Behold, I come quickly. Behold, I come quickly. He's coming back. These altars is open to anyone who wants to pray this morning. Just a simple reminder today. Out of 24, out of 24, 19 has already been fulfilled. He's coming back. He is coming back for a church that has made themselves ready.